The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Ladies and gentlemen, will you welcome Mr. Adam Hunter? Oh, nice purple tap. Belly down Amgore and first career submission win for Lupe Godinez. And hey, you said it. Her next submission is her first. And there you there go. You go. She gets her first. Lupe Godinez. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's <laughs> dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt, before we start, we have uh, our pal Adam Hunter will be in very shortly. Uh, a really, really funny comedian, and a, you know, a very he's heavy uh, into MMA. He knows everything about it. We have uh, Lupe Godinez will be with us. Let me. I, I have a very weird setup because I, I lost my power thing for my laptop, oh. so I can't. Um, I, I'm using my iPad for the first time. It's a little weird, but I, but we'll, we'll. It we'll, is weird. We'll get through it. We'll get through it, my friend. But I lost my uh, Matt. I lost my power cord. And it's very, very slow getting a new one. So that's what I'm doing. That's what well, you, you know. What we we roll we, we we roll with the punches. You know what I we mean? We do. Like when you when a, a joke doesn't land, me back in the day when a strike doesn't land, we don't just fucking pack up our bags and fucking go. You away. can't. You can't just pack up your bags. I, I said, let's get Adam in because Adam Hunt is so funny. Hey, good to see you, Adam. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you guys very much. Where are you right now? At my uh, house. That's so cute. Did you do that for your daughter? Like a little princess thing? Yeah, Russell Peters gave it to me. You know Russell? Yeah, I love Russell, yeah. He actually, he was like, hey, you want this for your daughter? And then I like put this whole like little slide and this and that. She like loves it. How old is your kid now? She's three. Oh, that's so cute. It's the best. That's really nice. He's a good egg, isn't he, Russell? He's a good dude. Nicest guy ever. And like, he's one of the guys, like I used to open for him and I'd be like, Hey man, anything I can't say or can't say, he's like, just kill, make me work. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Cause he knows, he knows that he's going to do well. That's, that's a funny, confident guy. That's, that's how you know he, he's comfortable. He's like, yeah, just do whatever you want. I don't Yeah. Was, was that how, was that how Dice was with you? Dice very rarely uh, asked me, unless it was something that happened like within the last couple of days. Uh, that was brand new topically, but very rarely. No, he didn't give a fuck. I mean, uh, he didn't care what I did. He was going to follow it. And, you know, they forgot I was alive 10 seconds after he was on. That's fucking great. 
Adam, we had Chael Sonnen on last week, and uh, you did a thing with the with uh, with some fighters. Now I know Dean Thomas has some experience. You know, I'm talking about a little bit with the stand up. Don't I'm not talking about that fucking dreaded improv. But uh, he has some experience on the stage. Yeah. But you know, you took guys like Chael Sonnen and I believe Henry Shahudo. And you did something with them and you put them on stage. What exactly did you do with them and why? So, because, like, you know, I was looking, trying to do something different. And I'm like, well, Fight Pass, most people go to Fight Pass for fighters. Some people go for comedy, but they want to see fighters. And so many comp- fighters now want to do comedy. Like, they're like, hey, I want to do, because they saw Brendan Schaub do it. And they kind of like, I, I'm funnier than this. whatever. They just want to do it, you know? Uh, so I'm like, you know, what? why don't we have a show where, we have fighters do comedy and I'll, I'll host it and I'll like bookend it. So I'll do 20 in the back and I'll do 20 up front and then time in between. And then we'll have fighters do comedy because it'll just be fun to have people out of their shell. You get to know them better. So, and um, a lot of times fighters are asking me, Hey, I want to do five minutes anyway. Cause a lot of fighters do comedy on their own. Um, do they really, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Well, like Eve, uh, Eve Edwards has done stand up. Uh, Leslie Smith. Has done stand I, listen up. to me. I'm sorry, Adam. I listen now. I love you. I yeah. like you. I, we're cool. I like you a lot. I can't love you. I don't want to throw love around because I, I, I don't want to be that guy. But I really yeah, do but like you didn't you have to downgrade mid sentence. You didn't have to. I, I, it's not. It's, <laughs> not. But I like Adam so much that it's not awkward. Adam, you're listen, a good dude. You're an average dude. You didn't, you didn't have no, to no, that. no. Listen, I like you know how much I like Adam. But this is the point. Yeah. Adam. I want to talk about honesty. Now, I know Eve Edwards. Twenty. I fought him twenty years ago. Literally, literally in September, like a few weeks ago, it was our anniversary. We joked about it. We had him on, but I am willing. I'm not a betting man, but listen to me. I'm willing to bet that he's not funny. I like, I love Eve Edwards. I, I'm not looking for a rematch, but something tells me unless the, or, now Dean Thomas, I think, listen to me. Dean Thomas is actually funny. I, I'm, I'm being honest. He's funny. I break his balls. He's funny and he's gifted. And I really, even as my buddy, and I hope he makes it in life with everything he does, but he's not going to be on the next fucking Def Comedy Jam. He is not fucking funny and I don't give a shit. What do you say? Well, hold on. Adam, was he? <laughs> Eve I want to hear his set. Could you play his set for us? Eve Eve Ed- all right. Eve Edwards was a little reserved. He's a, he's kind of a shy person. He had, he had, he is funny. He's got funny material. He's funny. He just needed more work at it because like anyone else, you know, you're funniest when you're around your friends. Well, it takes years to, to kind of have that confidence when you're around strangers to pretend they're your friends. So he kind of needed that, but he is funny. I mean, he, he is funny. Was he a crusher? Could, could he do 45 minutes to end? No. Was it a solid five minutes? Yes. What is it a solid five minutes like following like six guys showcasing for the Tonight Show? And would that five minutes hold up? No. Uh, so, but it was, it was, it was decent. It was better than 90% of comedians when they first start. Picture, 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 Adam, picture if Eve Edwards was just a guy walking into the fucking place and, oh, what is this? You don't know anything about him. He's not a guy that, Used to be called the dentist because he'd get that tight clincher and he'd fucking knee your face off. He's not the guy that fucking kicked fucking Josh Thompson's head off into the fucking first row. He's not that guy. He's just a regular guy. He had a couple funny jokes within the five minutes, but did he need work? Absolutely. I'll tell you the crazy. But then Steph, 
One of the funniest things, Stefan Bonner did stand up comedy, right? So he, he Stefan Bonner calls me up. I want to do comedy. I'm like, I, I'm going to Vegas, do a show called The Dirty at 1230 at South Point. So I said, all right, want to come down to the dirty. I'll, I'll throw you up. OK, he shows up. He's wearing a, a tight shirt. I don't know what he's on, but he's on something like you could tell he was just he was, he was. So he goes up there and he starts reading his jokes. People think it might be like an Andy Kaufman type thing. Like he's like looking at his like he's sort of he didn't even know what was going on. Right. So I'm, I'm I, this up. is not an MMA crowd, right? This is a regular no, crowd. No, no. He had a couple laughs in the beginning and then people were like, is, is, is he fucking with us? Kind of a thing. Right. So. I'm giving him the light. He doesn't know what the light is. We didn't explain to him what the light was like to get off stage. So he's, he's past seven, eight, nine minutes. Right now we're like, I'm like walking up to the stage and I, but he, I'm like, anyway, so it was his first time ever. Was he killing? It, it didn't go that well, but it wasn't horrific, but here's what, so after the show, some fucking drunk guy goes up to him. He's like, yo, Stefan Bonner, man, you're my favorite comic, but your comedy sucked. He goes, that was fucking awful. He goes, <laughs> you need to go back to fighting, right? I'm just like, no, fucking no. Right? It's, it's three, two o'clock in the morning, right? The guy's like, yeah, man. So then I'm, I'm like, all right, thanks, man. You shouldn't say it's anybody, you know, sorry about, you know, have a good night. We walk into the room. This is me and him in the green room. The fucking guy follows us in there, right? This guy's like, looks like me, pudgier, fatter, out of shape, you know, five, eight, five, nine, drunk. He goes, Stefan Bonner, man, you were fucking terrible. He goes, you really got to go back to fighting. Puts his hand around Stefan's shoulder. Stefan takes him, puts him in this like fucking wrist lock, like Steven Seagal and throws the guy in his fucking head. Like the guy's feet just go like this. And he goes, who sucks now, motherfucker? Right. And he fucking like, so then I have to jump on stuff. I fuck, I'm on his back like a, like a child, like fucking Stefan, <laughs> the fucking crowd. Like the guy gets up and just fucking runs out of the room. Uh, and I, I was like, holy shit. He goes, the guy said I fucking suck. I, I go, I know, I know, dude, I was, I've never seen anyone's fucking feet just like it was. And then Stefan, it was like a Hapkido black belt or something. So it was fucking crazy. Uh, that was the nut, the crazy. Thank God the guy was an MMA fan. I knew a guy who knew him who said that, that was the highlight of his whole year. But that was fucking crazy. That was a crazy story. But I have to I disagree with you on one thing. That's exactly what Stefan Bonner should do to anybody who's fucking annoying <laughs> from the audience. It's what I wish I could do. I, you know how many times I wanted to pick somebody up and slam them on the fucking ground? That's how he should handle hecklers. If someone's ordering a drink too loud, they should be strangled. They should be fucking thrown to the floor. <laughs> oh, I wish I was Stefan Bonner. Who would I love to do that to somebody? I, I think <laughs> the crowd's probably, you know, when you do this thing with those UFC fighters, they're probably, they're probably a little lenient. Kind of like they were with me that time, Adam, when we did that thing at the... They, they, they were probably they, just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were 90. Look, it was all people that knew what they were getting into. Yeah. Uh, that none of them. There was like six girls that just came to the show by accident, a bachelorette party. And like, and I, as soon as I got into my MMA jokes, they, they got up and left. Like, they were not there, you know. Uh, you sure. know who was actually was really good was Tyron Woodley his first time. Really? Yes. Yeah. Woodley did stand-up comedy, and he was rapping and singing on stage. He, 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 he told the whole crowd to say the N-word to him as a joke. And then, like, and then, like, one like white dude was like yelled out. It was like, it was kind of funny. Uh, like, yeah, interesting. He did some crowd work. Crowd, but he was he was he was good. Like, he was legitimately uh, funny. Uh, and then I, I did comedy. Sam Alby did comedy. He kind of had a rough time. Um, 
He's always smiling. How could they not like him? He's so happy looking. <laughs> I can picture that boo, and he's just got that grin on. Fucking oh shit. A lot. So uh, you're right. I guess that's a that's a that's several people right there. I didn't realize that. Toothless Tom did comedy. Uh, Tom Galicchio. He he's actually got some funny jokes. He's 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 pretty funny. Um, Uncle Creepy does comedy. Uh, depending on how depending on how many mushrooms he's done, he, he can be really funny or just oh yeah. Uh, Uncle Creepy. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, fighters now that want to do stand up comedy, and I'm like. Um, uh, yeah, I think uh, Sokachu did it. Who? Oh, Sokachu? <laughs> Sokachu did comedy. You know, I imagine, though, we had Chael on, and I thought you made a good choice using Chael and, and Henry, because those guys are both so good on the mic. Um, it's a different translation of stand-up, as you know, but I still think those are really smart choices. Yeah, well, Henry, I worked with. Henry and me got together, because at the beginning, he was like, going to go out there and be like, I'm the king of cringe. I'm the, you know, 27 pounds of steel. Hat. And I was like, all right, let's not do this character. <laughs> let's, um, uh, let's talk about your life, you know? And he started telling me how his father was a, his father was a crackhead um, and got arrested for, for like fraud because his uncle was a doctor and his dad was stealing his doctor's equipment and going around charging people as a doctor. And uh, he had, he had, seven brothers but he he, he hasn't seen his dad since he was like he was four so i'm like all right let's that's some comedy right there like you know yeah. oh there you uh, go that's hysterical <laughs> what yeah no. that's, that's exactly what you're gonna build from it's great yeah i got you i'm fucking around so, so then, and then i go all right what was the death in the family it's fucking there you go i'm on the floor but that's really kind of but that's like it's funny i mean but but like norton was like was like crucial at that you go up there you see the most fucking like if somebody goes up there if everyone's doing trump jokes and then the, the, the fourth guy goes up there and goes i found that i had aids today like everyone's gonna be like what you, you know yeah like, yeah you get people and then you tie it in and you go but i got it from trump there you go and then everybody's <laughs> happy <laughs> so i'm like henry let's let's focus on that let's focus on when you won the olympics and then we made jokes of like i wear the olympic medal around my neck to during sex let girls know who comes first you, like we just had you know, a lot of that. And then, uh, and then, it, you know, we worked it out and he was like, he was great. He was very, he was humble. He was uh, personally, I think this is how he should be. And just knock the fucking cringe gimmick because here's a guy that literally came like the first bet he ever had was when he was 13 years old, made the U S Olympic team. He never had his own bed. They like bought him a bed. Um, and then he, so he's just like, a, he comes from like literally came from nothing, man. Would you have the, um, would you have the heart to tell somebody they're not made out for it? What about either? Yeah, that goes for either one of you. Would you have the heart? Somebody's like, oh, I got a dream of being a comedian. And you've seen it. And you're like, yo, I should just have this guy save some time and get a fucking civil service job. Would you or Would you, Would you? you have the the balls to do that? Because you have to kind of know when someone's like, – like, for instance, let's say if Eve Edwards goes, look, Adam, I'll put all my eggs in this one bed. <laughs> I love Eve but But, dude. You guys listen, and not even he's my friend. But let's say if somebody else, would you would you tell him, Adam? Would you? I mean, I would tell him that you, it's going to take a lot of work. I because I, it's one of those things where it just takes so much work to be good. Right. Um, and, and and the thing is, like, like I mean, I'm sure Jim knows. Like, there are so many guys out there, like guys like David Tell, who I, I like used to hear would just bomb, 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 bomb. Yeah. And then one thing time something clicked, and then he became the 
one of the best comics ever. So it's kind of like jujitsu. A guy walks into a jujitsu thing. You can't tell if they're going to be good in the first like year. Can you? No, listen, it's, it's so funny you said that because there's different cases with that, with jujitsu, where some people you see them repping and then just by showing up, next thing you know, they're just doing phenomenal. It's like, oh my God. And then there's other kids that just get on there. You're like, oh, this kid's very natural. Like, you know. Yeah. But that thing, jujitsu really is the tortoise in the hair type of thing where if you just stay on those mats, you you could be unathletic and everything else and you'll still get to that same goal, you know, or, or close to it. You could even become very good. But I don't think it's the same thing with comedy. I think you two guys are funny guys, so it's easy for you to say. But I think either you got it or maybe you don't. I'm, you know, there you know. are guys who stink, Matt. You're right. There are guys, and I knew them like in the beginning, like when I started, they, they wanted to be funny so bad. <laughs> and I would just think, oh, God, love him. There's not a funny fucking bone in this guy's body. He stinks. Like, he just, there's nothing. It hasn't saturated into him at all. He's like a dry sponge. Like, you know what I mean? A dry sponge that nothing yeah. has soaked into. Um, but I don't have the heart to break somebody's dreams either. Like Adam, I would probably just go like, you know what? Work at it. You never know. Like, I don't want to tell someone you'll never be good because you, you really don't know if they are. Yeah, but aren't those guys end up like doing corporate gigs? I feel like they're like those guys that just like, they're not funny and, and you just tell them like the worst jokes, but then they're clean. So they like fill like this like void a lot of them of like I need a guy who's gonna come and like not offend anyone you know um, well those are guys who are not funny to comedians like there are guys who comedians are like ugh but the crowds like them well this is like a guy who like, we're talking about guys who are like not even funny to the crowd like you know these guys who you'll look at or I'll look at God's oh, a little hokey but they'll kill in front of a fucking a, a corporate environment because it's like that's what people want the crowd loves them. People who just don't get laughs anywhere, like even them, I can't hurt them. Yeah, a lot of times you see like hot girls that fall in that category, but then they keep getting booked <laughs> for some odd reason. Uh, they're like on every third show. Uh, but yeah, it's like well, the best thing to do is to if somebody stinks, I think it's funny just build them up completely. Tell them you're the fucking. I've never seen anybody this good this fast. And then really just watch the train wreck. <laughs> there's, there's a guy that I worked with who book shows who like, he'll book me on like the craziest shows, like a nudist resort or uh, like I did, I, I did that like a couple months ago. Like the, the crowd was naked, like fucking butt naked, um, which is like, I, 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 I got to stand. No, I wasn't. I got a standing ovation. It was terrible. It was like the fattest, most like disgusting people you've ever seen. They were like, um, but it was no, I got looking, at some guys, looking at some guy's dick and ball sack while I'm telling you, it was, it was <laughs> fucking hilarious. Uh, and then uh, I was where like, you, was know, you know, there is a jit. What was that? Where was that? Like, where is that? It was in like Temecula by like, it was like a, it was like a nudist resort colony and you had to be naked. Like literally you couldn't go in the pool without being naked or you couldn't go. Like they make you be naked to do activities. You can't just stick around. And then if you, but then if you get a boner, they make you take a shower and they're like, oh, he's a newbie. They're like, they judge you. If you get a bone and then they also judge the swinger. There's a swinger people on the thing. And they're like, oh, they're swingers. We're not swingers. We're just nudists. It's like everyone has their own. Um, <laughs> but, there's, but there's a guy that who like books all these gigs who always get bombs. And the, like, like he's booked me like at old age homes and the old people will be like, he can't perform. Like they won't let him perform. Like people that are stuck in an old age home won't let this one guy. It's like one of the funniest things. He bombs a lot. Well, he, oh, he bombs. Like, I mean, like, 
he'll be like, how did I do? I'm like, some people stayed. Uh, like I have to try that. <laughs> that that's funny. Like he'll walk a crowd in, in seven minutes. He'll do a guest set and walk people. It's almost like a talent. Yeah. You know, you want to, you really want to like, uh, I, I would probably book him on a lot of shows that I didn't want to do and just have him go up first and hopefully wreck everything. Well, I heard Doug Stanhope used to go on like the radio saying he was the like the Christian comic. He would go on Christian radio shows to promote his shows. So all these like saying, and then these Christians would show up to the show and he would like walk That's them funny. immediately. Just piss them off. And, like he would go there just to piss people off. <laughs> I don't know. When did you come up with the whole niche thing, your thing with the MMA jokes and everything? Because you're the only comic that really does it. Obviously, you yeah. got other material. You got into it before this. But you really found your you found your thing with that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that was kind like, of an accident. Like, there's a comic named John Heffron who, who won last comic standing, funny guy. And he, I was, I was his opening act for a while. We were touring. And he got cast to uh, host the MMA awards. The first, like the first one. And he needed like some sketches for me to write. So we, I, we worked on like the um, like me and this guy, Joey Varner, we worked on this Dear Vandy sketch, Dear Vanderlei Silva, where Silva was the axe murderer and you could ask him questions. And okay. then like Randy Couture has been divorced like seven times. So it was like Randy Couture, divorce attorney. So he wrote all these sketches that kind of went viral. And then I was in the I was in the casino and Dana White was there and I was like, hey, Dana, I introduced myself. I'm like. You know, I wrote a bunch of these sketches and I'm a comic. And he said, oh, yeah, where are you performing? I'm like, oh, I'm at the here. And then he's like, I'll come tomorrow night, check you out. Well, he didn't come, but he called the venue and, and told the bouncer to let me know Dana couldn't make it. But he really appreciates the invite, which is like, like yeah, yeah. so then I had an idea for a he gave me his number and I had an idea for a show where I drive around in a truck called. So you think you're a tough guy? I drive around in a truck and the back of the truck, there's an octagon. And then it's like and we have a fighters and it's kind of like cash cab meets bully beatdown. Yeah. So all these people that like, are like, I could fucking beat that guy. You know, I'm like, well, now you can prove it. We just drive around and it's like, a. so I pitched it to Dana and he was like, listen, we're, we're not even legal in like half the States. We can't have people driving around in trucks with fucking fights in the back. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's like a fucking lawsuit. Fucking. Yeah. 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 It's a good he idea liked, though. Yeah. He, he liked the idea. So then like a couple weeks later, he called me up and he's like, uh, Hey man, I got the, you know, I love Tosh.0. And I'm like, you know, we should do this for fighting, for MMA, Tosh.0. So I want you to do these videos where you just make fun of, uh, you know, stuff and we'll produce them, we'll shoot them. So for like three, four years, I started like doing these like MMA roasted uh, videos, but I would write like a hundred jokes and they would use like 11 of them. So then I had like, you know, 89 jokes that I couldn't use. Like, fuck. And I'm sure Jim knows like, you hate just throwing away jokes. Um, so I'm like, well, why don't I put it on a Twitter page and may roast it. So then all of a sudden that started going like viral and all these people started like retweeting it and that and that. And then, um, and then, then they hired me to, uh, then I kept writing those award sketches. I wrote like Daniel Cormier, all about the cake yeah. video. And wow, then a great one. A bunch of others like the, um, Raya favor, my butt chin can twerk. And just a lot of um, these. <laughs> so then I started writing those, those things for that. And then Fox sports hired me to do a thing where, I pretend I'm fighters texting each other during fights called text from last fight where I'd have to like pretend I was like Matt Sarah arguing with this guy and arguing with like Obama. And, and then it was like, be this group text chat, but that, you know, so then that kind of fucking like took a whole life of itself. And then, and then the PFL hired me. And then, so, so it started kind of just becoming like a thing where I did that. 
so that's kind of how that how that, that all happened. But I do that's fucking awesome, man. Well, you found your fucking niche. We have Loopy in the waiting room at uh Matt just seeing that. Oh, uh, well, we could talk to fucking Adam forever. I would love to have you for half the show and the whole show. You're you're really one of my favorite guests on this show. Uh, you too. Jim, by the way, Jim was always one of those guys, man. Like when I was coming up, I was like, not to kiss your ass, but I was like 1999 and I was watching Norton, and I never saw a comic to this day kill as hard as Jim Norton. Like but he'd walk into the cellar and be like, bomb, bomb, bomb. It was the most, I think at the time you were living at your house in Staten Island and you were like pissed or you were living with Florentine because half your jokes were about yeah. how But it was the funniest shit. Uh, you had a joke about how your wife bought you Viagra. So you got her a, a treadmill. It was oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was having erection difficulties. Yeah, we both blamed other problems. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, but you were always nice. And like one of the few comics, because you see like these guys, they're nice to you when you reach a certain level, you know, but uh, but Jim was nice from like from like day one, which was like really, really fucking cool. Oh, cool. Thanks, man. Come back again soon, man. I think you're great. And uh, I'm happy you're doing so well. It's, it's, it's good to see. Anything you want to plug? Adam, anything you want yeah, to plug? Yeah, where can people out? catch you? Uh, well, this week I'm in Michigan at the Funniest Funny Comedy Club in Lansing, Michigan, uh, Vegas, December 6th to the 11th at the uh, Strat. When does the wrestling show come out that you're doing that thing? <sighs> when, I, when I sell it, that's another. Okay. You know, but uh, but thank you guys, man. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right, Adam. All right, Bob. See you soon, Adam. Take care. Later, buddy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Luby, I'm sorry to keep you waiting. No, no, it's all good. How are you guys? How are you guys? Good. How are hey, you? I'll tell you, it doesn't look like you lost the fight, Luby. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you, you don't got a mark on you. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's my fault, I guess, for leaving it to the judges. Uh, you know what, though? It still was a close fight, Luby, and you, really close. And you took that on, you know, again, you came around, you won the fight the week earlier, you went right back in there. Uh, no regrets, right? What do, what, do you, what do you think? No, no, definitely no. I think this uh, actually helped my career, even though it was a loss and everything. I think it really helped me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and I love fighting. So just being in there is just, you know, honestly, for me, it's like if I can do it every weekend, I will do it. <laughs> you can tell you enjoy it, Loopy. Oh, you're fun to watch. Now, let for the audience, we want to get to know you. When, what did you get started with? Where did you grow up? And what was your first discipline? What was your first martial art? Yeah, so I'm from Mexico. I, I born there and I moved to Canada when I was 14. 
Okay. With my whole family, we pretty much moved to Canada for danger situations like cartel trying to get money from, you know, for the businesses. And if you don't give it to them, um, you, you know, you pretty much, you're not allowed to work, you know, stuff like that. What part of Mexico? We were in Aguascalientes. Aguascalientes, yeah. Uh, then, of course, my dad took my mom and my four sisters because we are four girls. We just, he just grabbed us and took us to a different country, Canada. We had nothing. We started from scratch. No work for my parents. We couldn't go to school in Canada. We didn't have the proper papers to like start a life properly there. We had to like, you know, my parents had to work really hard for that. Um, I started, you know, um, cleaning, you know, cleaning, ca cleaning cars, cleaning houses, cleaning bathrooms, cleaning, you know, picking up a can so I can get some cash and stuff like that. So it was like, you know, we, 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 we grow a lot and it's been like 12 years now. And, you know, they got a house now, they got their cars. My sisters go to a great university. I'm in the UFC, like. My sister, one of them, they got her own family. So, you know, everything. Um, yeah, so it's pretty much how, how it's been my life. You know, it's every time it's like in uncomfortable situations where, where for me it's really easy to make a decision like, oh, yeah, I can fight tomorrow, no problem. It's not going to be the perfect scenario, probably. But... I've been worse. I've been, I have done worse. So, yeah. So the cartels would come and ask for money, uh, a percentage of like whatever your dad made or whatever. And he just knew that you had to get out of it. Yeah. Actually to my uncles, uh, last year, uh, they had their business with cars and everything. And then they come to their business and then they ask you for, let's say 50 grand, right? Okay. We need 50 grand a month. Uh, for what? Oh, to, to take care of you guys from who? from us to protect us from us. Right. Yeah, it's like the mob. So, yeah. Yeah. So of course they couldn't afford that and they try to make a deal. And if you don't pay that, they will just come back to your business and destroy your business. So my, my, my family, when they come back the next day to see, uh, you know, to work, they see all the cars were shoot. They shoot all the cars, they shoot everything. So you, you're not allowed to work. So of course you get scared and then, you know, like you cannot work. They won't let you work. And that's pretty much what is some of the stuff that can happen. So they had to get they had to get rid of the business, the uh, car business. Yeah, I mean they destroy all the cars. So they, I think, I don't know what they did exactly, but they probably you know sold them super cheap, and now they're working somewhere else. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're, have you been back since? Yeah, um, I went three years ago, and I went like a couple months ago. Oh. So when you got to Canada, is that when you began your, your martial arts training? Oh, um, I started um, years later. So I saw, um, I started there with my boyfriend. He's like, oh, maybe you should start, you should start doing something. Then I started doing judo. Uh, well, I did judo in Mexico, actually. I did judo in Mexico. Yeah, when I was a little kid. Oh, okay. So you went back to yeah. judo? You went back to yeah, I went back to judo. And right to competing, like after a month of training, like the coach is like, oh, you should compete. I started competing, hurt my knee, then pick up uh, jujitsu. Then uh, I saw in TV um, Ronda Rosie and, you know, judo background. So I was like, oh, I want to do that. But to be honest, since I was a little kid, I've been always um, like hitting, hitting kids and making them cry. I've always been <laughs> like that. Yeah. Like they will give me like the toys. I will break them. Um, 
I will, yeah, yeah, I mean, I was like that. I wanted to do, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Because I used to watch WWE, and I was like, oh, when I'm when I grow up, that's what I want to do, and I want to do that. And when I saw MMA, I'm like, oh, never mind. I want, I want to do that. So eventually, after fighting, I wanna probably do WWE just to say that I did it because I wanted to do that as a little kid, and why not? Um, but yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's a little bit. Did you did you did you know English before you went to Canada, or did you have to like start from scratch? Oh, I didn't know anything. My parents or my sister wow. we didn't spoke in English. Yeah, no, it was it was just our hands trying to figure it out things yeah that's scary I, I mean i've been like uh overseas just on vacation to france and a couple of places and like even in a store just being there for a few minutes i, I was I, 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 like i i don't know how anybody that's very scary to not speak the language everybody else is speaking that's incredible that you guys uh um, yeah you know you, you built a, a good life there Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was really hard in the beginning, of course. You know, a lot of tears, yeah. a lot of crying. I cried for for like a year straight. I remember. Was, you missed your friends, but, right? Yeah, but but how I didn't tell you this. So my dad, my parents, they wouldn't tell me as a teenager. We're moving countries. Like there is no way, right? Like so, they told us we're going to Disneyland for vacation. <laughs> so so we arrived here. Well, not here, but to Vancouver, to Canada. And then I'm like, what's going on? What's happening? Because I kind of like smelled something. Something wasn't sitting right. I was like, okay, this is not Disneyland. Where? What the hell? What's happening? And then they're like, well, we're going to stay here. This is your new house. This is your new home. So we better start, you know, getting used to it and stuff. So, oh my God. Didn't you I realize it me. wasn't Disneyland by the Vancouver plane ticket? Like, you're like, wait a minute. We're supposed to be going to Florida. This is yeah, well, yeah, it was. Um, I, I noticed it when when we were there, and then they called Vancouver, Canada, to because I was like, you know, they did everything, all the papers and everything. Sure. Like I was like, wait, where are we going? Well, that's not Disneyland. The light stopped there, right? They didn't point to a. Yeah. No, no, there's a character. <laughs> Double <leaking>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just wanted to get you out quick, though. They they must have been really worried. They just wanted to get the hell out fast. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. It's scary. It's scary scenarios. And I have a lot of friends out there, brothers, their sisters, their family go kidnap because, you know, that like people like that I used to go to school with, like, you know, and, and when we first get out of there, it was when it started, it was a study to get bad. Um, so, yeah. Well, no wonder why you're fearless in the cage. You yeah. look very comfortable in that cage. You look like right at home, like you're having a party. Yeah, I love it. Honestly, I love it. It's my favorite place. Like, and believe it or not, like I used to get really nervous when I was um um amateur. I used to get so nervous, and I couldn't perform properly. And then after you know, after like fights, a lot of fights, uh, I just you know, I don't know. I don't get nervous. It's like, like of course I do get nervous because I I, I want to do well. But that's I just get nervous for myself. Like I want to I want to do well. Um. But yeah, I feel fine. And then back to back fights, it was like, it was like, this is my home. <laughs> Fighting someone 10 pounds heavier. Um, did you notice the difference in dealing with somebody uh, heavy, even though you had some weight, more weight on you as well? I don't think it was, a, and I'm pretty strong too. So I don't think it was the weight advantage or anything like that. I think what threw me off a little bit, it was the height. She was really tall and I was trying to take her down and stuff. 
And I just, I just couldn't get my, my shot right. Like it was, she was really tall. And uh, so I'm going to go back and work with tall people to get better at that. And then I can do it again. <laughs> but 115 is your home. Though. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, my last fight, I only caught like three, four pounds. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. But I had a long camp because my first UFC fight, I caught like in two weeks, I had to cut like 25 pounds. Oh, was that a short, a short, um, I, yeah, I had COVID. I had COVID and, and then I was shortified for two, shortified for two weeks. So I took it. How bad was the COVID for you? Did you just have it and not asymptomatic or did you get really sick? Uh, I was sick. Um, I had like, you know, like a cold, like shifly and, um, yeah, like I was pretty, it was rough for about a week, but not to the hospital or nothing like that. Um, but yeah, that's, that was about it. So how soon do you want to get back in there? You want to relax a little bit or you want to relax? Yeah. Come on, Matt. You're going to relax. Um, so I'm going to Mexico next month to train with Alexa Grasso because she's, <clears throat> she has a fight coming up and she, she asked me to come out. So I'm going to go there and I'm going to be training super hard. So I'm going to be in shape. Uh, so in the beginning of the year, that will be great. Right. Awesome. Well, I mean, yeah, that's watch. great. Yeah. It was amazing that you turned around so fast. Um, and again, it was still a good fight. So, you know, again, that, that could backfire on somebody and it didn't seem to backfire on you at all. Yeah, no. And you know what? I was in vacation already. I was in Georgia, seeing, like visiting my family. We were we are in Florida right now. We came to, um, you know, to the beach and, you know, just go to Disneyland. Go to Disneyland. So that, yeah, finally, right? <laughs> uh, so I was like with my family and then I get the call of my management. I actually, I was running and and then I was like, yeah, sure. I send it to Ken, to Nabil. They watch the fights. I don't even know who she was or nothing. And then the, Ken is like, you know what? Let's do it. I was like, okay, if you guys think I should do it, I'm going to do it. Then I say yes. Me not knowing who the hell was she, nothing. Then I come to the house. I see her. I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I'll take it, whatever. Like, that's fine. And then the next day I was on my plane. I was already in Vegas. And now I'm back here. Keep going with my vacation. And then Thursday I go back to work. So you didn't even have time to think. It was just kind of the, all the pre-fight ritual stuff that you might normally do was out the window. You just said, all right, I'll turn around. I'll go and I'll fight. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. After my last fight, honestly, the next day I was working out at the gym because it was super short fight. So there was, it's nothing to to celebrate, right? It's, it was just too short to celebrate, to feel it. <laughs> well, shoot, Loopy. Hey, Loopy, give us something unrelated to MMA that you like to do, like a hobby. I know you're training all the time, besides training. Yeah. Um, I love to hang out with my dog. I love my dog. Oh, what kind, yeah. of, what kind of dog? He's a Formosa Monta dog. And he's a rescue from Taiwan. Oh, nice. Oh, how cute. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. You take your dog for walks? What are you? You just take him to the park? Yeah, park, little hikes. Yeah, stuff like that. Every day. He's uh, like almost 50 pounds. Not quite, but 50, yeah. Now, how do you, are you able to fly with him? No, he's at home. I can't wait to see him. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think he will hate the plane. He will hate it. He's a... Uh, those dogs are really uh, nervous, like really anxious. And he's also a rescue. So, yeah, he has a lot of like, you know, things. You should, you should film when you go pick him up and see how excited he gets when he gets yeah. Okay, I will. Yeah. 
Well, actually, my boyfriend is gonna pick pick me up at the airport, and then he brings him. Oh, that's so I, yeah, I'll film that because he's like, "Where is mommy? Where is mommy?" And then he's like going like that, like crazy looking for me. Yeah, that's pretty cute. Those videos of like the returning soldiers or a dog that got found, you know. Sometimes Jimmy gets emotional. When Jimmy watches that, he gets emotional. I I tease him. I go, oh, I get emotional too. <laughs> I do. Loopy, I kid. I said Jimmy, but it's really me. I do. Yes, I get emotional over that, Loopy. <laughs> it's so cute, Jimmy, because the dogs, they have that unconditional love. You know? Yeah. I tell my friends at a certain age when I know they're going to be single, when they don't want to have a family, I go, well, when you're around 40, that's when you're going to need that unconditional love. And I guarantee you're going to get a dog. And they all do. Yeah. 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 I know. They're great, honestly. I, I'm 53. I've never had one. I've never had a dog. No, I probably, I, I, I got a fish and they were not fun at all. They just look at you all day. Fish suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, dogs are the best. I, I want to go to Mexico and um, get some dogs and bring them to Canada and find, find them home and stuff like that. Eventually, that's something that I really want to do. Yeah. You, do you have any kids? No. Okay. Yeah. So you have a lot of, uh, it, it's, a, it's nice to do that if you have kids you're probably busy doing that but if you got dogs yeah. you know it's not it's a nice thing to do yeah my sister have some kids here when i'm uh, this sister here two kids and i'm pretty busy with those that's a lot of work yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. but it's I'll, fun I'll, to be an uncle or an aunt though right because you can hang out with the kids and give them back and then go home yeah and give them back yeah <laughs> give them back that's great well, right, Luby, look, it was uh, good talking to you and congratulations on at least I put, that was a good fight um, and a pretty amazing what you did turning around that that uh, that fast. And I'm sure we'll see you again uh, early 2022. Thank you. Honestly, it's just my team. Like they give me so much confidence, you know, they train like they're, they're amazing. Like who like, you know, Ken and Avil, you guys know them uh, like they already, you know, they're probably having their plans and then. There is me. Hey, you got to come back to Vegas. Yeah, get on the plane. Go back. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, my boyfriend, too, I mean, he's, you know, he's already back getting their life together again, going, going, and then, oh, never mind. We got to go back. So that's pretty amazing. You know, I'm, I'm really thankful for them. Yeah, they, they were happy. Good. Awesome, Loopy. Hey, thanks for coming on. And come back on again when you got a fight planned. Yeah, we'll do. Thank you very much for having me, guys. All right, nice talking Bye. to you. See you later. Bye. Take care. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. 
thank you to to Loopy and to Adam Hunter. Um, really, really good to have them on. And again, I love Adam, so I'd love to have him back soon. And I'm going to go back. I'm going to change my original statement. I'm going to say I love him too. I I made that. I, I, Jimmy, it's a little late, Matt. Jimmy, I Jimmy, I I could be awkward. Sometimes. Sometimes, I know, me too. Sometimes I could be. I can be, I don't want to sound like a kid, but I can be mad awkward. And then I just, you know. It was very youthful. It was very youthful. I try to be youthful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like doing that. And by the way, I apologize to Eve Edwards. I think he could make it as a comedian. Now I'm fucking around. But I love Eve. I just yeah, want to yeah. point out that, you know, with the comedy, he's no fucking Dean Thomas. But listen, Jimmy, I miss you already. I'm going to say I miss you. a couple days. We're going to be back. Yep. And yep. when we do, we will talk about the fights that we did not talk about this week. Uh, this you fight. bet we will. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wait, hold on, Jimmy. Go, Jimmy. No, 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 no. Before we go, though, really quick. I, sure. I don't want um, Aspen Lad versus. Um, uh, I'm sorry, versus uh, Norma Dumont. Dumont yep. did what she had to do. Kept her away. Aspen Lad had little glimpses of the Aspen Lad that we enjoy fighting, but the fight was a the fight. Unlike the whole rest of the other card, whole rest of the card, that the main event was a stinker. <laughs> I fucking like it. Uh, really quick, Jim Jim Miller, the ageless Jim Miller. Oh, my God. That second round, what a fucking that, – off a, a missed kick. What a beautiful – that left is a thing of beauty. He's phenomenal. Uh, and then Nate uh, Landwehr that was going to be on today. Again, man, you got that anaconda choke in the third round. He was not picked yeah. the favorite in that fight. And then he took out Klein with that, and that was a beautiful thing. And uh, and Andre and Andre Olaski, man, this was the theme yeah. of this one was the old school. That's right. Coming out ahead, I do not know what Carlos uh, Felipe was upset about. He really was. It was he was acting like he should have got that decision hands down, and uh, way too close to act like that. It's just way too close. So that's something to make note for the future. And then last but not least on the main card, was it Jimmy? It was <laughs> yeah, it was a great, it was a great fight. <laughs> You're so Jimmy. I never threaten you. We were bugging, I would pick you up and not put you down if we were in the studio. And you'd, get <laughs> you'd get uncomfortable. You'd kick. I wouldn't your- mind. But listen, uh, what was it, man? And uh... Manafia Rod. Yeah. Yeah. It was a unanimous decision. <laughs> all, all- I'm reading oh. off my phone, by the way, because my setup. I don't have my normal setup, so it's hard for me to. Jimmy, either way, yeah. I love you. We had a fun show. Thank you for Adam we did. and Luki. And anything uh, yep. you want to plug, my friend? Nope. I'm going to be in Philadelphia at the end of the month at the Helium Comedy Club. If you want to see me, it's the last uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like 28th through the 31st. Come see me in Philly. That's it. I'm on Cameo. Matt Sarah, Matt Sarah BJJ on Instagram and uh, SarahBJJ.com. If you're in t- Huntington, New York, you want a jujitsu lesson, you know, come say hi. Or you want to get a yeah. fucking t shirt. All right, Jimmy, love you. See you in a couple of days. All right, pal. See you soon. Bye, guys. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.